Welcome to Peace Lab Podcast. Each week, we will explore how we can create more well-being and positive changes through ancient wisdom and contemporary science. We will also share the unique stories of individuals who are already doing so to create more peace and joy for themselves and also for others. I am your host, Elva Zhang. So now let's begin. Hi everyone, welcome to April and welcome to this month's Elva's monologue. It has been a while since I did my monologue back in February and I have to say I don't know where the time has gone and I can't believe we're already in the fourth month of this year 2021. And as some of you know that I currently reside in Melbourne, Australia. So while the world is still working and dealing with coronavirus, I personally felt very lucky because the situation here down under is, relatively speaking, compared to the rest of the world, rather stable. And we just celebrated the Easter and it has been a stunning weekend at Melbourne. We didn't have much of a summer this year. It was rather cool. But just in the past three, four days, the sun was out. It was just beautiful. And I rode along a very famous bike trail called the Lilydale to Warburton Bike Trail in Melbourne. And was riding along the farms, the mountains, and the sun was out, the sky was so blue. And yes, and as I said before, I felt very, very thankful and very lucky to be living in Melbourne. Now let's all gently close our eyes as we journey into this new month. And find a comfortable place if you can. But if you are listening when you are working or even driving, that's okay. We are cultivating an awareness. And a new term I have recently learned is an expanded awareness, which you can do so with your eyes closed or open. And find that place, feeling comfortable, your body is relaxed. Maybe shuffle around your bottom, your legs, your feet. Your hands are relaxed, your arms are relaxed. Even say if you're driving, allow yourself to drive, maneuver your car in a comfortable, not stressed position. And then look around with your eyes wide open, if you wish, to see the colors, to see the shapes, objects around you. They could be as far as the sky, the mountain, the moving cars around you, people. Or you could be as close by as the room you are sitting in, the furniture around you, 
if we are closing your eyes maybe just turn your head around left and right and sense the light the reflection on your eyelids you might be able to imagine or vision the shapes the objects even with your eyes closed as well and as we are doing that also simultaneously becoming aware of the gentle movement of your breathing first how fast and slow you are breathing second how shallow and deep you are breathing and once you've made that notice make an intention to extend your breathing slightly longer than normal slightly deeper than usual simply allow the air to travel down to the diaphragm the muscle sitting under your rib cage or if you just want to engage what we commonly call the belly breathing do not exert too much pressure just naturally allow your belly to contracting and expanding contracting and expanding as if your whole torso and the body is like a working balloon go out and in allow yourself to feel a sense of presence in becoming aware the things environment around you also the things and environment within you we don't know how our body is working all we need to know is that the trillions of the cells in our body they are working for us we do not need to give them instructions to say heart please continue to beat stomach please digest my food liver please detoxify me these are not necessary these are accepted reality underneath of our awareness of the innate intelligence of our human body now continue to breathe in and out and 
allowed your body to become a cloud of sensory perception. Feel into them. Feel. Allow even your identity to be melted away here. Just see yourself right now in this moment as a system in totality of perceiving, sensing all the sensory information from within and the without. You might feel your body is becoming heavy in the sense of more grounded, of letting go, no holding on to anything or no resistance. But also maybe a bit lighter as we purify our awareness, uncertain things away from the external information. Purely focus on simple things like environment, but keep them at bay as well. Just observe them. That's important. When I invite you to look around, we look around with a sense of non-judgment. We merely ask, "What's the color? What's the shape?" What's this thing? Stay focused on the objective things. Do not inject any subjective assessment. Slowly, slowly, I invite you to just place your attention on your face, maybe the back of the scalp. Do you feel any tension around there, around your neck and your scalp? And then smile. Allow the smile, the stretch of the jaw muscle. To relax them, relax the jaw. As we stop at the jaw just for a short while, make sure we smile. The movement of smiling allows the muscle to relax. Now shift your attention to your cheekbones. Notice any tension around there, and then smile again. And do not forget to breathe in and out through your nose, please. And move to your eyes, your eye sockets, your forehead. Your scalp. 
And can you imagine the entire face is smiling? From inside out. What if we set an intention for the day with a smiling intention, without judgment, not in the sense of smiling, being happy about everything, but smiling in the sense of accepting of all things? What a day of change will that be? Let's take another deep breath in and bring two hands over our chest. Feel that movement of the breathing, also with the heart beating gently, and with that. We return to the screen. Welcome back again, and I hope you enjoyed a mini meditation to start the session. The past few months has been very interesting, and I was reflecting what I would like to share. I was asking myself, "What's the key lessons I've taken away in the past several months of my own life?" Interestingly, I felt although I used to meditate a lot more on mats, in silence, in solace, just. As we start our journey into 2021, and in the past few months, it could be just due to the life circumstances. I had a little bit less time to meditate as before. Somehow, as a result of that, I was maybe, if I can use that word, compelled to become more present in life rather than just in meditation. It's funny because I used to always. Share this idea、um, that the greatest meditation is actually meditating with life, because essentially, all we are preparing ourselves to do in meditation—I mean, the physical act of meditation—which is a lot of time, not just reflection; it's intense reflection—is about. Noticing our own beliefs, thoughts, and then make a change. So that's one part I was very familiar with, and been working on for many years. However, the practical application of that is to go into life with a change the perception to experiment. And I realized that second part, which is critical, the practical implementation part, is not something I'm actually very good at. The reason I say that is the simple example you can check in with yourself is how often do we still get triggered 
out in the life about. So I could have a perfect meditation in the morning, but then throughout the day, I still notice at various junctures of the day. Ah, okay, interesting. Certain emotion surfaced. Remember when there is a certain emotion, feelings. When it's emotion, feelings that can be covering both the positive and negative, not in the good bad way, but just a simple way of demarcating them. So if throughout the day I feel oh a bit challenged, self worth issue, and all those emotions you you feel is actually a very good indicator, the thoughts, beliefs underneath them, because in a lot of ancient tradition practice. They always talk about, for example, you know, the the part of self-reflection in the Buddhist tradition. They always talk about how the things, the events, the people—they are not the cause of those emotions. It's really the mind, in the sense, our mindset, how we perceive them, how we judge them. That's where the emotion come from, and this is not quite far from. And the CBT theory, which is the cognitive behavioral therapy, and which is a stream of quite popular therapy in the modern contemporary Western psychology, where I was learning about last year through my master degree in applied neuroscience, that was that light bulb moment. Like, wow, that's where the most ancient and the most contemporary also converging. Simply put, in CBT. It talks about how the thinking, the feeling, the action are very related. But the key concept here is between the events happening in the external world and how we feel, like feel depressed, upset, and negative emotions in particular in this case. The events are not the direct cause of the emotions and how we feel. Rather, the critical mediating agent in the middle is our perception of the events. If we wake up in the middle of night because we hear something,、uh, a loud sound on the window, we might feel fear. We might feel, oh, there must be a burglar or thief. Oh my God! Or some people think, oh, it's a ghost or alien, right? And It's not because the thing, the thing is the same, the sound, but we all carry different ideas and beliefs around such events. Alternative for some people who might feel very secure is, oh, must be a wild cat. It's a very、um, crude example of what I was trying to convey, but I'm sure you get the idea. So coming back to me. Well, I have felt in the first quarter of 2021, and which I guess in a way I did mention in the first episode of my monologue in January. 2021 is a year where we can apply a lot of learnings from 2020. 2020 is feeling like a meditation because we are all confined. Within within our home house, most of us、um, can't really go out. So, in a way, it provided a great opportunity to reflect. And I know within my own circle, a lot of people actually had to 
reset themselves, reprioritize, recalibrate. So 2021 become that place we are able to go on experiment. Doesn't mean it's easy. I would contest that it's quite challenging, because when we meditate, at least in my、um, own practice, we can imagine and、um, um, encourage ourselves to change our beliefs. But the critical point really comes when we are in that moment, that present moment, when we being feeling triggered or challenged by certain things, that old belief. Old perception surface again. How can we navigate? My answer is keep trying, and you will come to a point.、Um, if we have some, or if I may use that word, unhealed wounds within that needs to be first surfaced and healed, it takes some time. And sometimes, no, I feel I need to be triggered a few times until I say to myself, "Stop." Not stopping the events to happen or people to do certain things. I know because that's a, a not gonna lead me anywhere positively. Rather, I need to really take a look at myself, stop and let go. And that's one thing I found. It's quite interesting to see how. We really work on our mind or the mind training in life. If we can actually face the same challenges and things, and sometimes they don't have to be major challenges in life. They could be something very small, right? But if we can take that as example, and、uh, every day, day to day, take that opportunity to make small changes. Like the recent book I just picked up called Atomic Bomb, so it's about we cultivating habits, not the major big ones, not make a huge list we want to change, but little ones, small healthy eating habits, more exercise, or even just meditation, but as well as a different thoughts, different beliefs, you know, a notion of loving yourself more, being a better friend to yourself. To your partner, to your children, all these little things, right? You start with small change, day by day, and that's how we build, cultivate the habit. And personally,、uh, I am experiencing that how to shift and apply my meditative mind in life, in the present. And、um, and in a way, I I guess it's very challenging, but also very rewarding. In that sense, that's the true purpose in a way of life. Because we no longer need to be just a monk, a nun, meditating high mountains. We can do it in our life in twenty first century modern day life. And more importantly, it's not just about yoga and meditation on the mat. It's important we take that mindset away from the mat into our work, into our life, day by day. Now, this idea of practice day by day, I'm very passionate about. Not because, not just because.、Um, 
I'm still going through it myself and realize the benefit of it. But also, this is how the brain really works. The brain doesn't really change overnight. Most of the time, it really changes by us to build the new neural networks and then strengthen them. And for our modern men and women, we the most developed part of human brain for us is the prefrontal cortex. That's where the executive function resides. All the critical thinking, empathy, and that's where really distinguish us human from the rest of the mammal species as well. And in terms of plastic nature of human brain. And the prefrontal cortex is one of the most plastic regions we can unwire and rewire. And again, that's where a lot of our personal beliefs, perceptions are ingrained at. So, in order to unwire and rewire, it does take time and effort and practice. Because the brain, imagine you're just growing the tree; it doesn't grow overnight. And it is slowly, slowly,、um, the tree from the tree trunks and to the tree branches, and then they making a forest. Another way I like to think about it is taking a walk in the forest. I always say to myself, if I have hold certain beliefs, perceptions, ideas, knowledge about certain things, although they are intangible. These intangible thought forms are somehow reflected in the tangible brain as the neuron pathways, and by thinking, by learning about them, they are making the connection. And by remembering, using them, recycling them, we are strengthening the connection. So on the other side, if we wanted to take up a new hobby, even just a new hobby of a new thinking. We still need to remember the same principle applies. Every time when we decide to think to feel certain new way, it's making that new neuron connections. But that first touch is not sufficient. It's light. So if we will want to consolidate to solidify that connection, we have to do it. Keep walking that path, new path every day. The left turn may have taken us thirty years to have an ingrained idea of I may not be good enough, I may not be smart enough, or whatever we have and taught ourselves to believe subjectively. Then to take the right turn, we need to be persistent, need to be determined in creating a new perception. And that path initially will feel unfamiliar, because there's no neural networks,、uh, a solid neural networks pathways there to support that level of thinking. And that's why it's very important to go the right turn as well. And you may wonder, how long does it take? As long as it takes. That being said,、um, in a lot of if we can take the mind training in neuron science research or meditation training or research, they tend to design the research in about eight weeks, and within that eight weeks, 
and more and more research is able to demonstrate through the neuron imaging, like、um, EEG or even with、um, fMRI, they are able to show that the brain changes functionally and structurally after eight weeks training of meditation. But within that eight weeks, it's almost a daily meditation, journaling, training, and for yourself and reflection. So as you can see, it does take that daily practice. My point here is, though, apart from just meditate, you know,、um, as my personal learning shared before, it might be more effective for us to actually take that time if we felt, you know, constrained by the time, to take a sense of gratitude and a non-judgment mindset in your daily life, because sometimes. A mind of gratitude, a mind of appreciation, in the day-to-day moments of that, might be more effective than just meditating. Because when we see the world with the eyes, the lenses of appreciation, then you are becoming almost a living Buddha. Because when you see that perception, you through the lens of kindness, appreciation. Then the events could be the same, but the emotion could be very different. Remember, I just mentioned about the mediating agent here are actually not the events, the things, the people, rather how we perceive them. What kind of perception do we give to you, and which results in certain ways of how we feel. You know I'm passionate about neuroscience, and I actually can't wait to return to the study in June, because the next subject is mindfulness and neuroscience, and I'm looking forward to all the contemporary research on the connection between the mind, meditation, and the brain. But also, in addition to the current course, I'm, I'm considering undertaking a, a study, a short course study with MIT on neuroscience for businesses. It's very interesting to see how neuroscience is becoming a very important subject in various world's leading business school,、um, from a consumer perspective, marketing perspective, but also from leadership. So it's being offered at Columbia, being offered by MIT, being offered by Wharton in University of Pennsylvania. So I really feel very positive and confident. In the next ten, twenty years, brain is or the study of neuroscience will be one of the most revolutionised technique we need, not just for businesses. But also for leaders, but for lawyers and accountants, just for normal people like us. The more we learn about the simple facts of the brain and the mind, how it works with the body, and then it will empower us to change. Because there's research showing that the more we understand certain things, the more likely we are willing to implement and to follow. We don't need to know all the nitty gritties. Um, of the brain, the neurons, and the how action potential works, how the neuron transmitter works. 
but just the simple, basic facts of the brain and the mind. Just as much as we know about gravity, so we don't fall. And then it will really protect us against ourselves a lot of time to continue in a very negative pattern thinking, because we know how to unwire, how to rewire. So here you go, another episode of Elvis Monologue. And I look forward to sharing new episodes throughout the month of April with you. And we have experts coming from creative consultancy, breath expert, and of course our um, unwired legal mind unwired. And before I leave, I want to share with you something which came up in my own morning meditation. And this was actually not originally from me, but a saying which I really adored from one of my favorite movie, Arrival. The saying goes by, "Despite knowing the journey and where it leads, I embraced it, and I welcome every moment of it." And that sentence would make more sense if you have seen the movie, and it was at the end of the scene as well. And it needs to be considered in against the narrative of the movie. However, I remembered I left that film and asking myself if I know the journey and the way it leads, or if I don't know the journey and where it leads, will I still embrace it? Will I still welcome every moment of it? I guess it came to me today because it fits the theme of. That true embracement of presence, cultivating a true mind of meditation, with life, with every living moment. Thank you. Take care. Thank you again for tuning in and spending time with me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to tune in again next week. And if you do have any questions and comments, please feel free to leave a message. Take care and、I'll、catch you at next Peace Lab podcast.